So I thought it'd probably be best to talk about something we say quite a lot. I mean, we refer to a lot. We say truth, don't we, quite a lot. Talk about getting to truth. and It's not, it's not a knowledge-based truth. It's not an intellectual truth that we're talking about. You know, science is always on the um, lookout for in, an intellectual truth. Can we get closer to the truth of what reality is and what's made of and all that kind of stuff? And that's not really what we're talking about. What we're talking about, the sort of irreducible simplicity of what is just this happening, this moment, whatever this is, um, before or even indeed beyond uh, any concepts, any thinking, anything said about it, and sort of melting into that. And that's what, what I, I sort of see as truth. It's, it's more becoming truth rather than talking about truth. When we, we, we obviously talk on, on this podcast so we, because we enjoy talking to each other about this stuff, but that isn't to say we're actually saying anything completely true. Uh, you know, absolute. It's because the second you start talking, you have to talk within the laws of language. And it's, it's impossible to really talk about truth. You can, you can kind of get close, but it's always talking in, in duality. Yeah, anytime it's articulated, instead of directly recognised and known deeply, it becomes a concept, doesn't it? And as, yeah. as soon as we talk about truth, our very conceptualising of it distorts it. So it's like a, a Chinese finger trap in a way. Yeah. Krishnamurti said, truth is a pathless land and you cannot approach it by any path whatsoever, by any, any religion, by any sect. And truth being limitless, unconditioned, unapproachable by any path whatsoever cannot be organised nor should any organization be formed to lead or to coerce people along any particular path to truth. Which mm-hmm. I think is very clear. I mean, it, it says it all there, doesn't it, in, in those um, you know, characteristically powerful words by Krishnamurti. Truth is a pathless land. And he says, truth cannot be brought down. Rather, the individual must make the effort to ascend it. Well, as soon as you organise truth, it becomes belief. Beliefs are based on experience and they're based on what one regards to be an accurate retelling of life. But they are mind-based. Beliefs are mind-based. And the truth we're pointing to is not mind-based. The truth we're pointing to is not conditional. It's not limited to a certain theory or understanding of the way things are. Truth is not what you think, basically. All of this, everything we talk about is, is actually an expression of that truth. Said that all yoga in, in the Hindu sort of traditions, all yoga is an expression of truth. But it's, it's not the truth itself. So it's kind of a, a sort of a, a raft in a way sort of cross the river to get to the other side. Mm. Yeah, the thing about this truth is 
It's, it's strange calling it truth. I mean, you could literally call it anything because truth is just a word, isn't it? Um, it? It's, but the reason it's called truth to me is because it's so obvious, so immediate, it can't really be argued about or debated. Mm. You can argue and debate about, in language about what it, what it could mean or what it is or how it is and all this kind of stuff. But this immediacy, this I am, this just I am, isn't it? The, this I am, I'm aware. That's, that's it. You know, it's about as basic a thing as you can possibly know. There's just some sort of, you can call it consciousness or awareness here. And that, and it's, that's that's all I can really be sure of. I can doubt everything, but I can't I can't doubt that. I can't doubt the fact that there is some sort of knowingness, existence, consciousness, awareness, thing, <laughs> not non-thing that that is yeah. immediate right now. And it's so simple and so obvious. It's what you are. It is what you are essentially. With, mm. And it's not it's not what the mind tells you you are. It's not these thoughts that claim to be you. It's before that. It is, you know, if we can say before and after. It, it is prior to that. We're in this in the gap between those thoughts. That that is what we're pointing pointing to. Mm. Uh, and the idea in the Western mind is, if we get enough information, if we do enough tests, and we get enough data together, and we analyze everything enough we'll find out what, what is, this is. And that's just not, I mean, that will get you somewhere in a certain way. Yes, that's not saying there's anything wrong with science, but that's not what we're talking about at all. You can't come to this through, through that kind of way of yeah. doing things. A jury is um, tasked with the responsibility to find the truth. And they do that through examining evidence in that sense we're still talking on the level of what can be seen what can be held what can be um, collected and then contrasted and analyzed and put together to create a conclusion in spiritual truth we're not talking about reaching a conclusion we're also not talking about evidence we're talking about this immediate isness life appearing as it is right now this timeless moment is truth and we can then overlay words to try and point to that truth but the words aren't the truth this moment which is not a time-based moment is truth it's the most immediate quality there is in yeah. life so truth is now there's something in us, isn't there, that loves truth, that just wants to know what the truth is and that wants to be with the reality of what is here in this moment. And what is that thing that wants, that wants to um, just merge into truth, but truth itself? Yeah, it can't be anything other than itself, can it? not like something else wants to merge into something different it's it is 
just uh, an expression of truth, truth itself wanting to come home. The mind is always moving. It's always thinking. It's, it's, it's kind of, it's a protection system in a way. It's protecting you. It's thinking, okay, we're safe now. Now what else can we worry about? This moment, this immediate presence is always overlooked. And I think this is where, mm. if you can catch yourself and remember, oh yeah, I was just getting caught up in life again. And that's fine. Um, let's come back to this, this unknowable isness, this immediate happening. That's right. And it's a good definition of truth there. Unknowable happening, unknowable isness. Which yeah. seems like a contradiction because how can you how can truth be something you can't know? Mm. But this is the sort of this is the truth we're pointing to here. It's not knowable with the the intellect. Nisagadatta said, meet your own self, be with your own self, listen to it obey it, cherish it, keep it in mind ceaselessly. You need no other guide. As long as your urge for truth affects your daily life, all is well with you. And when he says meet your own self in this context, he's talking about a localized sense of I am. So mm -hmm. sit with the I am, be the I am, be present, be consciousness. Listen to it, obey it, cherish it, keep it in mind. So Inquire into it, basically. Meditate on it. Be with it. Let it guide you. Let it point you back to the truth of what you are. All, all you need to find truth is your immediate knowledge that you are and to abide in that and to follow it. Open yourself up to what it wants to show you. It's a point of awareness and that point of awareness is in the ocean the boundless ocean of awareness that point is the sense i am so that point is not removed from the truth of the ocean so to go into that point of awareness which we've called beingness consciousness you know um is a direct portal to the truth of what you are in your fullest sense, in your truest um, boundless sense. This little whirlpool of concentration of a, that ocean of awareness, isn't it? It's, that has become identified with this body, this seeming body. I mean, we call it a body, but what, what is it really? <laughs> These passing feelings and moods and these difficulties of life mm. it's living with those things um, and knowing them to not be essential to you they are you but you're not limited to it you know mm. they, they're, they're kind of passing through in a way they're just experiences rising mm. and they're also great entry points for this for this inquiry that we're talking about going going straight back to what we call truth. Can I watch it? Can I mm. just be with it and mm. be with it and not call it anything? Like we've said uh, a few times, not call it anything, just be with this immediate isness. And you'll just find it's just an alive energy. It might still feel unpleasant, you know, but if we call it absolutely nothing, it's, it's, um, it's, it's just seen as alive. It's allowed. It's, it's just like everything else, you know, it's like 
the weather is sometimes what the mind might call dark and horrible, but that's just another aliveness. You know, it's just a different type of energy. That's all. And to some people and to some animals, that particular weather that I call dark and a bit depressing is actually the best kind of weather. Mm. I mean, um, when it's raining, it can be a bit of a pain, but the grass and the trees love that stuff and we wouldn't have water without it. So it's, you know, there's not, these aren't mistakes, these different things. Uh, the mind likes splitting them up into good and bad, but we can get past good and bad. There's nothing wrong with any of it. Totally. Good and bad are opinions, aren't they? Mm. They're judgments on this rich display of aliveness, which gets polarized into, into duality. And to realize wholeness, we need to earnestly question that duality that we take for granted and, and be receptive to the wordless truth that remains. Because it's a process of removing what is not true rather than ascertaining the truth. And this is the this is in keeping with um Advaita Vedanta and the neti neti approach which I call mindful negation to negate what is not true and how do you how do you discern what is not true does it last it's a, it's a very good place to start is it is it permanent or impermanent does it does it point to the, the fullness of life or is it a a conceptual limitation yeah it's um it's good to break it up like that isn't it and of work your way backwards and what you come to find is um there's nothing that isn't impermanent here mm. apart apart from it seems the the isness of the that is watching there's this sort of beingness that is is knowing what's happening that seems to be that doesn't seem to come and go everything else literally is, is all just moving at different frame rates in a way. This is what we're always asking in these podcasts. What is the truth? Um, what is the origin of all of this, this uh, manifestation beyond the ideas that you have about yourself? So questioning these ideas, not necessarily to gain more answers, but to release our assumptions Mm. is the way and to question to make room for the light of truth to fill every part of your unlimited capacity Christian Mercy says truth is not some far off distant place it is at, it is the looking at what is mm. it's seeing what is it's the seeing the isness of this moment with clarity that's truth it's not some far off distant place it's not up a mountain in a certain ashram in in india or wherever it's not in a certain book it's not far off it's not in the future it's not there's no space in the in the way which you have to move through to get to it truth is in the looking at what is this isness mm. 
you know, a lot of people found him quite um, difficult to listen to, Shizu mm. Krishnamurti. But mm. I think it's because he didn't give anything. He, did, he never he never gave anything to, to hold on to. People love something to hold on to. I just mm. I just want something just to like give me a mantra or you know some special practice to be doing or give me you know some some crazy story about life after death or what what where this all leads to or something like mm-hmm. that what this bliss of enlightenment is but he he didn't he just he would just lead people back to the most basic possible thing and what we're talking about is is not just basic it's more basic than basic isn't it it's more yeah. it's this possible thing it really is it's just it's just this timeless isness and it is it is the process of removing what is not true in other words the untruth um i forget which upanishad it is but um there's a little verse that says lead me from untruth to truth lead mm. me from darkness to light lead me from death to immortality and then it finishes with um peace 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 because yes truth leads to peace how that truth manifests once it's known deeply beyond the mind is peace it's yeah brief peace is a good word for it i think as well because it's not it's nothing exciting i think people have these ideas of enlightenment and i know i certainly did that it's something some exciting kind of state it's no, it's not exciting, and it's not always full of bliss and happiness. But it's it's peace. It's it's kind of a it's got this quality to it, hasn't it? It's um, that somehow everything's okay. It's an okayness, as you said in the past, and I think that's it's a real sort of sense of well-being to it, even when things are not feeling externally like uh, they, might, they feel like they might be falling apart. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of a, a safeness there, mm. uh, yeah. no matter what the external arisings are. Truth, you know, the subject of truth is quite a slippery thing, isn't it? Because it can, it can turn into a debate. It can turn into who's right and who's wrong and my belief and your belief, my system, your system, my religion, whatever it is. So truth is a, is a bit of a, a difficult concepts to um express um so as you said earlier you know you don't even need to call it truth it's you can just call it just call it the i am that will do just call it the i am that i am it will do you just go into your sense of being whether that's in a formal meditation or just whenever you get a moment just just to check into the sense of aliveness and you can ask, am I alive? Am I present? Is there presence here? Yeah. Um, that will do. That is good enough to, to, to discern truth, just to identify and abide in your own immediate being. That's good enough. And you can go further into it and then ask what the origin of that beingness is because to really go into it, you realize that... Um, Consciousness, beingness, the I am, is sort of the primary illusion, as Nisargadatta says. It's the primary illusion because the I amness has created all of this manifestation. It's created our sense of self, our personality. I am Nick, I am male, I am this, I am that. So I am is, is like the, 
the catalyst for all, for all concepts. And so sit with the I am and, and stay there. That's fine. You know, there are many practices and there are many systems that just stay with, with that. And that's good enough. But if you want to go into it to find the truth behind that truth, then ask what the origin of that beingness is. Before we were talking about this urge for truth, this, this deep urge, this yearning for the depth of knowing. And mm-hmm. there are certain things you can do to cultivate that. And there are, certain, you know, there are a few of us who just have that, just that, that hunger, that enjoyment of, of curiosity and openness. Um, mm-hmm. They're all sort of really good qualities for discerning what is true using inquiry to question what is what is permanent what is not what is impermanent um that's good enough and if you want to go further just question what the origin of of your beingness is your consciousness is i I laughed a little bit when you said am i alive it's because it's funny it's so it's such an obvious question isn't it but is you can go <laughs> years of your life, I have, without even asking, am I alive? <laughs> you just experience after experience after experience. Oh, shitty experience, shitty experience, good experience, something else. And then you're not even questioning, what is it that's experiencing this? How did I get here? What is what is going on here? <laughs> like, there's nothing there. It just uh, You just kind of float through life not really um worrying about mm. not worrying but not even questioning what what this might be what, yeah. what is this for me it just it was a very natural curiosity in in that um, and that's the best way to go about it it's not it's not to be made into a this is where religions even even like hinduism and advaita to some extent mm. We take it a bit too seriously. They lose the playfulness of it. Like this is, yeah. we're dealing with like the curiosity of a child type mm. way of looking at life. It's like starting again and going, well, what is this? I, what am I? It's it's not something that needs to be worked at and grit your teeth and no. meditate for fifteen hours. <laughs> and that attitude, even if you do meditate for fifteen hours, with that attitude will not get you anywhere you're just in the frustration well you meditate it will just lead you back where you started um yeah. here yeah you can't this moment it's not arduous hard work it's it's um it's a real genuine curiosity and and almost love for what is and really wanting to know why what, what is this just just so just playing with it mm. Um, and meditation in that attitude isn't meditation, actually. It's um, just an, a continuance of life, but and just a tool to really deeply look at life without the distractions of um, the external world for a little while, without any distractions, just being in silence and in, just inquiring, like you said, you know, am I alive? And then you feel that aliveness yes i'm alive and what what is it that knows this aliveness mm. what is this immediate isness um with your eyes closed 
it's it it starts after a while it starts to not become so obvious that you've even got a body as much as just kind of a river of sensations mm. um and that that's really interesting and then yeah. what is it aware of that you yeah. know and uh that's what I, I just love i i can't think of a better way to uh spend my time actually than really just inquiring into it um and some people that may sound a bit sad <laughs> but i i absolutely love it um and if you want to sort of get to the heart of what this is, that's probably the attitude that you want to approach this with. It's not, it's not arduous. You won't get reward like the re- there's this idea in the rest of life, you get rewarded for hard work. And I'm, the harder I work and the more effort I put in, I get rewarded for this because I'm a better person. And on some things that is, that is relatively true. But with this, when you're talking about something so immediate, something so obvious this, as being alive, as just being, that's not gonna, you can't work at being.